0: Welcome back to the Limelight Podcast. This song is Bulletproof by Jules Bering. I, I
1: can't find it, but I'm trying, I'm trying, yeah, I'm, trying, yeah, I'm, trying yeah,
2: I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying.
1: I'm trying
0: got done listening to Bulletproof by Jules Burie and she joins on the podcast today what's going on dude how are you
2: hey what's up Philly native doing good
0: you know there's a lot of Philly people coming on this show Phantoms uh midfield you're friends with midfield right all that stuff
2: yeah me and PJ go way back we uh we went to high school together so we have quite some history there and Phantoms they're really good um I heard their stuff about a year or two ago Um, The Philly scene is crazy. We have crazy musicians, um, a lot of really awesome venues, good food. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, Philly's awesome.
0: Good people. I mean, I think the underdog mentality even affects every industry in Philly, especially with musicians. Because, like, your music is fantastic. Uh, You know, and every band that I usually hear from Philly just really hits hard uh, with the tunes that they put out. So, it's kind of cool. So, how did you start getting into music? Like, because you said off the record that you and PJ were in choir together and stuff. That's when you're career started taking off, you know?
2: Yeah. So I was in music pretty much my whole life. Um, I remember being a kid and I was always the kid who would never stop singing. Um, I would get pretty annoying sometimes, especially in settings where, you know, singing wasn't exactly welcome. Um, But I was always the kid who was singing. I was in every school choir. Um, When I got into high school, we obviously we took it a little seriously. And, you know, there was about five or six different choir groups and I was in every single one. Um, And yeah, I had some really awesome opportunities through that. Uh, I ended up going to college for music. So I studied music for about a year. Um, And then I just decided that college wasn't the route for me. I actually I quit music for a little bit. um, Um. But I know, right? No. Well, spoiler alert, I didn't, (laughs) I I came back. back. Um, but yeah, so I quit music for a little bit and then it just, it always stuck with me. I would either be writing or, um, singing or I'd be going to karaoke nights and people would come up to me and be like, you know, why aren't you pursuing this? Like, please pursue this. And so it just became something that I kind of had to do. Um, and it was a passion I always had. So yeah,
0: it's a good marketing scheme for a future idea just like disappear and be like where the fuck is jules no way she oh she quit I heard she quit music dude and then just come out of nowhere with a fucking full-length album whole album yeah Yeah. i'll go
2: into hiding for a year and i'll work on the album and then
1: come back so i think what's really cool about you like going through your discography and stuff because obviously we kind of got in touch i think you and george message each other about setting something up but of course like George hit me up and he said wow this Jules Marie chick she's really awesome you got to check her out so of course gotta do my due diligence but I think what's really interesting is you're kind of like genreless in a way would you agree
2: yes 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 Very diverse. yeah I had I love that thank you so much I love that yeah I actually I had a couple articles written about me and one of them they called me genre defying and that's my new Ooh. favorite term genre defying yeah because I don't I don't really stick to one genre um i was influenced growing up by all different genres and i think it kind of it puts you in a box if you stick to one and not that you can't do great in one area um but if you have a passion for different types of music like why not release different types of things you know.
1: Mm-hmm. so so when you were doing bulletproof was there specifically once you obviously wrote the song you had the skeletons of the song was there a direction you wanted to take? Or when you write, does it naturally just go the direction it goes the entire time?
2: Pretty, pretty much the second uh, option oh, there. So, yeah, I kind of don't really have anything set in my head. I mean, obviously, you know, the skeleton is the skeleton. So, you know, when I get normally when I'm starting a song, it's coming from um, a beat that's been made by one of my friends. Um, his name's Jared Strong. He goes by Pimp Fried Rice. He's pretty cool. Oh, um, Pimp Fried Rice, I like that. Killer name. It's original. <laughs> yeah. It's super awesome. You know, he's super, he's great. But anytime, you know, I'm starting a song, they're normally, he's a rapper and a producer. So most of his beats are, you know, hip hop, R&B kind of oriented. So, you know, whenever he gives me something, he always, he kind of laughs because I take something and I turn it into something completely different than what he had in mind when he made the beat or when he made, you know, whatever he's making. So it's been really cool. And he kind of does the same thing where like we'll sit down um, and we're kind of going into the, like the punk rock element now lately, like because he's been learning how to play guitar a little better. So, you know, he'll just start doing riffs and kind of start something completely new and it'll change. But yeah, normally it has a little bit of a vibe of a genre, but it's whatever comes out pretty much.
0: Who was your inspiration growing up musically Um, for artists that you really looked up to?
2: Such a hard question. Um, A lot of them. There's so many. I mean, um, classic stuff like Frank Sinatra um, and then also, you know, the kind of mainstream like Alicia Keys. Um, I remember watching American Idol when I was really little um, and Kelly Clarkson had won that year. And after that, Kelly Clarkson was kind of like the ideal story you know like you know you get on American Idol and you kind of like get to do your dream and but then she kind of kept up with it afterwards and she's released like albums and albums of music and you know she kind of does the same thing where her style isn't all like she kind of has the country thing but then she has the pop thing and she has some harder rock stuff um, and just her voice is really strong and so anyone who has a lot of soul when they're singing anything you know I can really feel and when I'm listening to it That's kind of what I've always leaned
0: towards. Yeah, especially when she was the first uh, American Idol winner in general. I mean, that was a huge, you know, victory for her because that show carried on for years after that. And it kind of died down because it was a little toxic making fun of, like, these kind of (laughs) really, you know, not professional singers. And it's like, oh, it's kind of fucked up, but you know um now we have the voice they did
2: uh, bring it back though they brought it back and actually these last couple seasons i've been watching again and they kind of restarted it so it was like season one again and yeah. then season two and season three that's a and it's been pretty good randy okay whatever <laughs> it's good it's no, good it's and good, I, I like though. the voice
0: i do like the voice
2: i don't like the voice i'm an anti-voice
0: have you heard of matthew schuler by any chance?
2: Yes. Yeah, okay. So there are good voices that come out of it. <laughs> right. There are. There, but I don't like the show's concept right. really at all, and it's not really that fun for me to watch. You know, like especially when they get into the battle rounds, like it's kind of just.
0: Yeah, he put his he turned his hat around like he was asked catch him like about to like fight this guy in a, like a ring with his vocals. I was like, go Schuler, go!
2: They're so literally in a boxing ring, like. That's yeah. Literally...
0: Right. It's such a weird concept. <laughs> concept. And Carson Daly, our TRL like fucking godfather, is hosting it, which is was also just out of left field godfather
2: that's your no. godfather
0: <laughs> i wish he was. he's probably my dad he people. just doesn't know <laughs> i just remember growing up on trl that's it and he, he was on my you know everyday tv channel like uh when i came home from school watching emo music videos and shit you know what i mean because
2: that was the only place to really get it back then like it was mtv and trl and like all of that like vh1 like that was what you watched
0: yeah yeah it's true um Uh, when you, when you book for shows, um, where do you usually play out?
2: Uh, all kinds of different places. And that's actually something I'm trying to work on. So I'm self-managed. Um, so I book all my shows myself. So it's kind of basically whatever gets put in my lap and then whatever venues I can kind of find. I also didn't really have anything, uh, consistent as far as like a band to play with. Um, right now I have my same buddy, Jared, who produces all my stuff. He is going to be playing playing guitar for me but um i don't really have a set band so it's kind of hard to book like bigger venues um unless i'm maybe opening or doing something like that um but yeah so you know anywhere around philly pretty much um but i've done you know so far i've done things like i have a show coming up this saturday um i have two of them actually in the same day so that'll be interesting but i'm playing a winery yes (laughs) Be, awesome. fingers crossed i'm playing a winery during the day um and then at night i'm playing the trump tavern which is in trump and uh that i'm really excited for because that's my first time there and that's my first time we're doing a, a door cover so exciting pressure
0: no,
1: pressure.
2: no pressure gotta make the bar money yeah make me exactly. money hopefully <laughs> yeah.
1: so like so- do you do you enjoy the self management route? Like, are you just do you have you done that because you had a bad experience in the past, or maybe not even a bad experience, but you saw that you could do it better yourself, or is it kind of like you've always been the DIY kind of person? Is what, what's the route?
2: Yeah, I think it's more the DIY thing. Um, it's not that I don't really trust other people, um, but I just kind of it's not that either that I'm a control freak either. But I just I like to have. Um, kind of self-reliance when it comes to that stuff. Like I like to know that I'm the one doing the stuff and I feel like if I'm on the front lines, like I know how everything's working, you know? Um, And that way, you know, nothing shady can go on. Nothing, you know, bad can happen. Cause I have seen nothing personally, but I have seen other people um, who, you know, hired a manager and then it got taken in a route they didn't want. Um, I I think maybe eventually down the line when I, scale up a little bigger, then maybe it can be something that I look into. But it's definitely going to have to be someone that I trust and someone that has the same vision um, and isn't going to kind of do things, cut corners or anything like that.
0: Where do you usually pull inspiration from when you're writing your material because you are a solo artist in a sense?
1: I I know the answer to this one everywhere.
2: Yes and no. Um, It's mostly, honestly, life concepts. So it's not as much necessarily my personal life and things that I've gone through. um, But I kind of like to look at humanity as a whole when I'm writing. So, you know, things that maybe I think everyone should know or things that I think everyone should, you know, either they have felt or they should, you know, feel about certain things. Um, Because I think there's like some core values that we as humans all have. Um, and then, you know, also pain and feelings that we all have as humans. So I think, you know, just kind of looking at it as, as a broader thing, instead of trying to make it more personal, uh, with my last release, I did kind of dig a little deeper and just talk about me, myself and like my personal experiences. But even in that song, I still reflected it like on everyone. Cause I kind of, I want it to be when you're listening to my music that, everyone can relate to it like it's not just like a certain niche of people that can kind of feel the same thing it's literally like we are humanity and that's kind of my message
0: being from philly so you you know we all love cheesesteaks that's just our thing that we actually have <laughs> oh, to do no. you know like i
2: know what question is coming Uh oh <laughs>
0: where do you get your best cheesesteak where do you get it from
2: okay Jim's. Gym- so not i love <laughs>
1: gyms that's a great not answer cats. See, Jim's is so clutch, especially, like, after a show at, like, the TLA or you're down yeah. on South Street. Like, it's just, you're drunk, you're stumbling down the street. Like, it's just, like, the perfect spot. It is. Yeah, it just and I think
2: good. Pats and Geno's are super overrated, and they've become really touristy. Not that they're not good, because they both are. And I think they're kind of equal, like, if you have to pick Pats or Geno's, like, either one. It's a staple. Um, you, have to
1: go, you have to go experience it once
2: got to go take your picture there, but if you want something like really bomb, like go to gyms. It's Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. Jim's. <laughs> the, cor- then... the, the correct answer is Sandra's, though. Can over
2: uh, see, that's what, like there's so many. Like as long as you're in Philly when you're getting a cheesesteak, it's great. I will tell you how many times I get pissed off around the country when I'm getting a cheesesteak and it says okay. Philly steak. And I sit there and I'm like, this is not a Philly steak. I don't know what you're trying to do here. This is not. It's false advertisement.
0: But you're basically
1: lying. Like, you can't do that. Just say it's. A rip Right. And it's always weird, too. Like, they don't do it the same. Like, it's not even remotely close, either.
2: I don't know if it's the bread or the whiz or the meat or what's different. But there is just something different about having a cheesesteak in Philly that it's just unmatched.
0: (laughs) Maybe they pass around, like, some kind of secret grease. And
1: they just lather just, it on there. Just... Here, <laughs> yeah, that's a band name waiting to happen. Maybe you can be Jules Marie in Secret Grease. Secret wow. Grease. Oh, I like that.
2: Secret <laughs> Grease. I like that. I gotta find some greasy band members. I gotta get a lot <laughs> of grease. To push for. <laughs>
0: Uh, hit uh, up midfield. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I love those guys. I'm gonna tell them
2: you said that, even if you don't put this in there. I'm oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm clip it. And I'm
0: gonna send it to them in our group chat. <laughs> those are some greasy Philly boys. now I, <laughs> <care. laughs> I love those guys so much. Uh, where's Where's a couple places you would like to travel to perform at?
2: Never been to California. Love to go there. I've never been to Texas. I would love to go there. Obviously, Nashville, Nashville has been on my bucket list for so long, and I have no idea why I haven't gone. It's like a $40 plane ticket, especially during COVID times. It was like a $40 plane ticket, and then just find somewhere to stay. And I have so many friends that have moved down there and that are, like, you know, building their lives down there. Um, Musician friends and then just, you know, people who just like to live in the South. Um, So, yeah, that's definitely a big one. And then I actually just got my passport, and I will be going to Ireland next year. Wow. hey It's
1: amazing. It's
2: Europe a- is on the list. Like, I wanna hit all of the UK. Um, I'd love to go to France because I took French in high school and that was like <laughs> my little heart like loves that. <laughs> and Canada too. Whenever Canada lets us back in, I wanna go up there.
1: Canada so, is
2: it? I wouldn't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to We're Toronto. Ar- Where in Ireland are you staying at?
2: um it's what is it called it starts with an m mallow. mallow mallow
1: Is that the west or the east south south oh okay yeah i was gonna say if you get a chance definitely go to galway spend your time in galway galway is the best place
2: beautiful is it so beautiful
1: oh it's amazing
2: <laughs> sheeran wrote a song i could be his galway girl galway. exactly
1: maybe it's destiny Maybe.
0: They
2: yeah. get married, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's a great honeymoon,
0: Zach. That's a great honeymoon for you and your wife. It was great. Yeah,
2: was great. go there. Take pictures, please.
0: Yeah. Go, bring me with you. I'll be a third wheel. I'll just hang out by myself. I'll wear this. Yeah, I, I'm I'll
2: check me in the suitcase, I, and I, I'll, I'll yeah. just, like, leave. <laughs> and then get back in your suitcase, and we have to fly back.
0: <laughs> um, If you had to play uh, a dream show or tour... um with some of your favorite artists that you listen to now or you, you know, like, like Kelly Clarkson, like you've listened to when, since you were a kid, like who would that lineup be of artists?
2: I want to do a show with MGK really bad. That would um, be sick. That would be sick.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. killing it right Cause now. Cause a lot of people
2: me, dude. Yeah. He's like, and I love that he's bringing back like all of the punk stuff to the mainstream and he's mixing it in with stuff like, you know, his kind of hip hop rap, spin on it. Um because it's just opening so many people back up to that kind of music. Um and then also he's got the Travis Barker stuff which is super awesome. Um but yeah so a lot of people have compared me to Halsey. So Halsey also um MGK uh Adele. I just want to sing with oh. Adele because other people have also compared me to Adele and I think she's absolutely like an amazing human being and then just, you know, voice is amazing. Um, yeah, there's more. There's so many more. But those are like <laughs> the top ones in my head. Try oh, it. actually, Lady Antebellum. I saw them in concert. And, and yes, they're country and like I haven't really done it much of country yet. But oh my god, I saw them live. And it was one of those things where I didn't know I was going to be front row until I got there. And my friend was like, yeah, we have general admission tickets. It was like, My friend had invited me, and I had never been to, like, a real concert like that. And it was at the Wells Fargo Center. I think it was the Wachovia Center still back then. Mm -hmm. Um, But, oh, my goodness. Front stage, like, almost got handed the guitar pick. Like, it was just, (laughs) so, yeah, I love them, and I've always loved their music. So, that'd be a little It's not a trio, it's a a quartet.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Um, And the final question, uh, uh, what do you you plan on for future releases uh, with your music? Are you looking into writing more singles like Bulletproof or is there an album in the works that we
2: could be seeing? There is both. So there is an album in the works. Um, It's going to probably take a while. Um, I thought it was going to come out within the next six months and then I just realized that I really want it to be cohesive. Um, I want there to be a story that you kind of follow through it. Um I right now I have enough songs that if I just slapped them all together I could make an album. Um, but it would just be like best of Jules Marie so far and I don't really I want it to be something that it's got a lot of artistry to it and it's, you know, really like musicianship through and through and I wanna get a lot of good collaborations onto it. So for that reason it'll probably be within the next year. Um Singles-wise, though, uh, within the next month, I'll be announcing another single coming out soon. Um, It's going to be called Make It Up To Me. So, spoiler alert. No one knows that. Ta-da. Let's go. Um,
0: They're about to know it this week. (laughs) Yeah, they will now. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: it's called Make It Up To Me. So, that'll be within the next month. Um, And then just a bunch of other singles that I've been kind of sitting on that I'm ready to release. Um, But, yeah. Good stuff. And and,
0: uh, for the uh, listeners who are tuning in and they're not watching us on YouTube, uh, how do they find you on social media?
2: So I am on YouTube. Um, Jules Marie Music is pretty much where you can find me everywhere. Um, it's either Jules Marie or Jules Marie Music. So Instagram, Jules Marie Music. Uh, Spotify and iTunes and all platforms, it's just Jules Marie. Uh, Facebook is Jules Marie. I'm um, on Twitter, The Jules Marie. So it's capital <laughs> <C-H-E>. one. <laughs> i'm the one because jules marie music was taken and I'm so it's fine so. <laughs> um and i am on tiktok jules marie music um and i'm on linkedin if you're trying to- <laughs> there we go <laughs> yeah
1: that's
0: jules awesome. marie. thank you for coming on uh we really look forward to uh more releases from you in the near future and i'll definitely have to come to a show and want we'll to fucking uh ch- hang for a bit and drink some lagers you know what i mean
2: hell yeah <laughs> drink some loggers. <laughs> drink some lagers.